eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on. Fifth Avenue Faceoff. And welcome in. It's another edition of Fifth Avenue Faceoff. I am your host, Chris Mack from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and The Fan Morning Show. We got you covered. Uh, today, we talked to Derek Schooley, Robert Morris University men's hockey coach. He was at the Frozen Four. We talked to him about that. We talked to him about the return of RMU hockey, which he's been very involved in over the last year and a half or so. And look, we're going to get opinions on what's going on with Pittsburgh Penguins. He's a good guy to ask. Uh, But that is where we will start and where we will end today. And perhaps where it ends for the Pittsburgh Penguins is a Tuesday night home finale game 81 against the Chicago Blackhawks at PPG Paints Arena on Tuesday night. A 5-2 loss to a team who at least going into the game had about a 20% chance or so, I think it was, of winning the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. For those not in the know, Bedard, the undisputed number one selection in the upcoming NHL entry draft. Blackhawks are bad. They and the Columbus Blue Jackets, who the Penguins will play on Thursday night, are easily the two worst teams in the league, although the Anaheim Ducks every once in a while feel like they need to poke their beaks into that conversation as well. Nonetheless, The Penguins had it laid out before them that their own destiny had been handed back to them. We talked about it the other day. They needed Washington to pull off the upset. They needed things to happen, right? All of a sudden, we were all Washington Capitol fans on Monday night. When's the last time that happened, right? And we were all Toronto Maple Leafs fans. And the Maple Leafs got about halfway there. They beat the Florida Panthers, but in overtime. And the Washington Capitals, Capitals, they did their bit. They beat the Islanders. Beat them good, too. Jumped out to a 3-0 lead early, about halfway through the first period. And so it all came rushing back to the Penguins. The ability to control their own destiny going into their final two regular season games. I rehash all of this for those of you that know exactly what the storyline was, not because I think you've forgotten it or because you've mentally blacked out, although some of us certainly have for moments during the past 24 hours or so, but because 
we have to put the fr- proper framework around this thing. The proper framework around this thing is that the Pittsburgh Penguins, despite having so many opportunities this year to pile up points, the Pittsburgh Penguins, despite being granted as many advantages as they were, and believe me, despite everything we need to talk about with their goaltending and with their management and even some coaching decisions, with everything, including that, rolled up into this big poop sandwich that we're all going to take a big bite of today and perhaps for the next few weeks and months. Despite all of that, they had been handed advantages. The Pittsburgh Penguins had been handed the advantage of having two of the greatest players of their generation having very good seasons at 35 and 36 years of age, respectively. That does nothing to mention the quality season their 36-year-old number one defenseman was also having. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang were kept together as the core of this team on the ice, not because the Penguins felt like they couldn't do any better, not because they felt like they owed them a joyride, one last go-round, the last dance like the 98 Chicago Bulls, as much as it may have been a byproduct of it, they granted these three the opportunity because it was their best chance to win. And it remains, surprisingly so, after 81 games, their best chance to win. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. In all year, it remained their best chance to win the first time in the careers of Sidney Crosby and of Getty Malkin that they both played every single regular season game in the same season. And again, didn't just show up, but showed out at times, especially given their ages. Crosby 35, Malkin 36. They were given every advantage, this organization and this team by getting not just seasons from Crosby and Malkin this year, but getting damn good seasons from those guys, despite being in their mid to upper 30s. And again, we'll roll Latang into that. But it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough for this team, and it's why they will go down, whether they somehow back their way in or not. Because that possibility still exists. According to 538.com, there's a, let me double check the number, 14% chance it could happen. Despite that, they will go down as the most undeserving playoff team of the Crosby, Malkin, Latang era. No doubt. Because despite everything those three did, especially those two, and especially Sidney Crosby, despite everything they did, wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough because the pieces put in place around them, to be quite honest, eh, weren't very good. Oh, solid year from Jake Gensel, sure. Phenomenal compared to expectations for Ricard Raquel and Jason Zucker. Raquel will be here for a while going forward, you presume, at least based on his contract status, and you hope to bring Zucker back. 
No doubt those pieces were in place. The top two lines, productive more often than not throughout the first 81 games. But the bottom two lines, extending Jeff Carter, deciding almost two years ago now to dispatch with the Jared McCanns and Brandon Tanovs of the world. They will go down as some of the larger mistakes in franchise history. And the only reason they don't go down as the largest mistake made by Ron Hextall and Brian Burke in the last 24 months or so is because those 24 months, they contain the decision to move ahead with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith as this team's goaltending tandem. And neither one of them, despite positive signs here and there, and quality performances scattered about the season from each of them, neither of them ever showed that they could be the goaltender to make the big save with the game on the line, at least not consistently so. You saw it in the Blackhawks game. Tristan Jari letting a warm trickle run down the inside of his leg as he attempts to kick or move or somehow or another play a puck while stumbling back towards his crease and the puck ends up in the net for the second goal in 25 seconds that essentially kills the Penguin season. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You saw it repeatedly this year, especially in the last few weeks, from Casey DeSmith. When he blew an opportunity in Detroit after nearly blowing an opportunity a couple nights before, against the Washington Capitals. Neither one of these guys is starting a number one goaltender material. They are undeserving of being the guy that leads a team who needs quality goaltending on a playoff run. That'll be one of the first big steps that has to happen this offseason, figuring out the goaltending situation but they're undeserving. The organization as a whole, undeserving. And yet, and yet there they sat with an opportunity on Tuesday night to simply win a game and put themselves in position to capture two more points, just four points in their last two games from the two worst teams in the league. That's all they had to do. And they couldn't do it. They shot attempts. They nearly doubled up the Chicago Blackhawks. So you say, well, you can't, can't blame Crosby and Malkin and Gensel. Those guys. Yeah, sure I can. Yeah, it's on Jari. Yeah, 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 it is. It's on Jari because, again, he collapsed in a big moment. But when your superstars don't finish, Sidney Crosby had four or five, maybe half a dozen layups, none of which he finished on. Evgeny Malkin scored. That was nice. Felt like it breathed life back into the building. 
wasn't enough. It was the last gasp of a terminal patient on their deathbed. Not to make this too dark, but we may have seen the death of an era on Tuesday night. Certainly, it's not mathematically official, at least right now as of Wednesday afternoon when I record this. But within nine hours of now, if the New York Islanders have secured at least a point against the Montreal Canadiens, it will be the death of a season and the first time in 17 years that a season has ended before the playoffs started for a franchise that has been granted so many advantages over the last 40 years. And they've taken advantage of so many of them, right? Five Stanley Cups, a litany of scoring titles, Hart Trophies, Lemieux, Yager, Crosby, Malkin. And those are just the four best. I mean, that goes nothing for the Francis's and Latang's and Coffees and Reckies and Stevens and you we could run down the list, Kunitz. But here they are, undeserving of a playoff spot in what should have been, at the very least, one more run to the playoffs for Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. And who knows? Maybe they somehow back in. Maybe you're listening to this on Thursday morning and the Islanders, they blew it. They ended up looking like the undeserving ones Wednesday night against Montreal. And all the Penguins have to do now is beat the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday night. Maybe that's the case as you listen to this now. Wouldn't that just be the way? They somehow blew it then or actually got into the playoffs and didn't show up against Boston. That's the thing. You cannot count on this team at all anymore. I said it a few weeks ago. There's no way to predict what this team will or will not do on any given day. Other than the fact that they'll be mismanaged. And there's another guy who's undeserving. Ron Hextall. Brian Burke, who's been conspicuously quiet the last few months, most of this season, at least on Hockey Matters. Whether it's Fenway Sports Group we blame, whether it's Brian Burke, Ron Hextall, hell, you could even blame Mike Sullivan for being stubborn in some of the decisions he refused to make throughout the year and for simply not striking the same chord or tone with his players that he had to this year. When so many times they lost games that they quite simply should not have lost. Whether it was some of the games uh, against teams coming off of a back-to-back, right? Two, five, and one when they were rested, but their opponents weren't, including losses to Vancouver in October, to Winnipeg in January, to San Jose right before the All-Star break, to Montreal just a month ago, and to Chicago on Tuesday night. Five, eight, and two themselves on the second half of back-to-backs. So maybe the age did play a part. Or maybe they just don't deserve to make the playoffs. Maybe that's it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to get the year they got from Crosby and Malkin for them to remain healthy and productive and not have the proper pieces in place around them nor get the goaltending. So maybe they move on at GM. Heck, maybe they even move on at head coach. I don't suspect it, but we've seen crazier things happen. Maybe they move on at president. Maybe they revamp the management structure 
And maybe they do go out and get the right pieces in place. Who knows? Maybe they make a huge move for a goaltender. Bring back the hometown boy, John Gibson. Bring in a UC Soros. Something crazy. JT Miller. Oh, whatever. Let's get guys from here. Maybe that'll make us feel better. But maybe they do the right things this offseason with a different president and a different GM and maybe even a different head coach. Who knows? Maybe they do all of that. Are you necessarily counting on Sidney Crosby at 36 and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang at 37 each putting together another healthy and another productive season? That's hard to count on at this age and at this stage of the game. I don't know where they go from here. I don't. But I do know that if they get another opportunity with Crosby and Malkin and Latang healthy and productive, they better make the best of it. Because I'm going to have a hard time believing that 2018 will end up being the last time this core won a playoff series together. And that they went off into the sunset losing their final five playoff series together and not even getting in again, if that's the way it goes down. Can you believe that? What if they go down as the team? And this would be, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, this would be a whole hell of a lot like the way Zetterberg and Dotsuk went out in Detroit. Not far off from the way the Blackhawks went out with Kane and Taves, and somewhat similar to the way the Kings went out when Jeff Carter was there with his buddy, Mike Richards. To go out quietly with a whimper, without a playoff series victory in, at the very least, their last five seasons now. That's undeserving. Maybe not of the legendary status that those guys will have within this organization and should have within the game someday, but certainly undeserving of the way they should have gone out. They should have gone out with one more good run. But this team that surrounded Crosby, Malkin, and Latang this year, they were undeserving of that opportunity. And man, to have it happen in a game against the Chicago flipping Blackhawks where you just absolutely dominate them for long stretches of time. And your goaltender... Craps the bed. Hmm. Frustrating. They look the gift horse right in the mouth. But could the mouth be opening again? I touched on it earlier. Is it still a possibility? Can you reach out and almost touch it? We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. After I catch up with Robert Morris men's hockey coach, Derek Schooley. Talk to him about the return of Robert Morris hockey later this fall and what he saw at the Frozen Four and his thoughts on where the Pittsburgh Penguins go from here. That's all next right here on Fifth Avenue Faceoff. 